everyone, welcome to another episode of Woe So Daily. I am Joey, here with Claire. Our voices may not sound the best. Don't be uh, afraid for our health, maybe for our mental health. But that's because we stayed up to the wee hours in the morning doing the Scuff Call-In Show and commiserating over the U.S.'s horrific nil-nil performance against Portugal. Claire, how are you doing and have you quite recovered from that, I mean, disaster class? Yeah, you know, I'm doing a lot better. I'm still a little tired, running on not a lot of sleep. But, you know, a few hours gives you some perspective and other games reminds you that if you watch a bunch of teams, there is no shortage of possible World Cup joy if you're watching everybody. So I'm feeling a little better now. What about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. You know, I got some sleep after that late night, and I completely agree that it seems that the best uh, remedy for this U.S. team, at least for our, our fans' perspective, is just watching other teams play soccer because our team isn't necessarily uh, scratching that itch of watching good soccer at a World Cup right now. Uh, we came out only change, um, or only two changes from the uh, the Vietnam and Netherlands matches, which is actually more than I expected. Lynn Williams started on the right in place of Trinity Rodman, who had played all uh, 180 minutes up to that point. And then Rose Lavelle started in the midfield and actually got the full 90. Now, did get a yellow card and will have to sit out the next match. So there is a bit of a give and take there. But two changes, Claire, two changes that I thought were the right moves but ultimately didn't have much impact at all. Yeah, I mean, it was we were expecting the Lavelle if she could go longer, and it was nice to see that she could go 90. It would be nice if she could do that in the round of 16, but, you know, that's the way the World Cup goes. And I was excited to see Lynn Williams. You know, she created the most XG of any of our attackers, so I think it was helpful to see her. She had a few shots that were... A few inches, a few feet off, and we could have had a goal. So there was like a save, and there was like a, a shot over the goal. Yeah, no, we did dominate the XG battle. It's just that I think it didn't really look that way because our chances were we didn't really have clear cut ones, um, and we didn't force the Portugal keeper into any great saves the way that even like the vietnam keeper had to pull some i mean heroics at Mm. times out of her bag uh we didn't really make the portuguese keeper do much of anything it was six saves for her but none particularly spectacular because we were very wasteful in our attacking third and didn't look that exciting even up to that point um if you look at the past maps you would guess that the United States lost just because of how pedestrian it looks, how you know, it just doesn't look like a side of our caliber or a, a map, a passing map that would represent a team of our caliber. So, Claire, I I don't know necessarily what to do now because in this game against supposedly an easier opponent than the Netherlands, we looked worse. So I don't know what that means heading into a round of 16 match against likely Sweden, who look much better than us right now. There's really nothing we can do. There's nothing I can say that'll make us feel confident going into Sweden, I don't think. 
we had the lowest pass rate. We had like 1.6 passes per possession, which was like the lowest since a 2015 loss. We, sorry, you heard my phone go off. We, if you looked at that pass map, it seemed like it was like Gurma, Dunn, and Haran were the only people involved in trying to build something up. And even that seemed to be just give it to Sophia Smith and let her run into three defenders and get her legs chopped out from under her. So I don't know that I have a good answer for you other than we're going to be forced to make changes. Our defense still looks pretty good. Like we've, the one goal we've allowed has been the one shot on goal. So maybe we can just lock it down there or something can crazy can change, but I'm not feeling confident going into Sweden. Neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, yeah, last thought on this game, I'll ask uh, about the subs. Megan Rapino in the 61st for Sophia Smith, Sonnet and Rodman in the 84th, and then O'Hara and Thompson on 90 plus 7 to see out the final minute of the game. Thoughts on that? No, I'm not happy, and I don't think you are either. No, I mean, I wasn't happy with the subs. I didn't see the point. Like, I guess Rapido makes sense occasionally. If Vladko believed in her ability to, like, cross balls in because she's one of the, like, few wingers we brought that is a true winger. Like, most of the rest of our attackers are straight play as a striker for their club, and we're just making them wingers for the national team. But I don't think she looked good or contributed or, like, had even like the defensive rate that Sophia Smith could have. So I didn't know about that one. And then it seems like we were throwing on defenders or people who have been there before to kind of kill time and see out the game. But I don't think they were even able to do that. Like Portugal got their best chance towards the end of that game. Once we had started to make a bunch of these substitutions, we had like Julie Arts and Sonic go up for a ball and, slam their heads into each other, which is not what we would like to see. So it wasn't even that we were able to use those veterans to kill the clock, run the ball to the corner, and wind it out. What did you think about the subs? Did you get why we were subbing that way? No, I mean, I wish, and I, I honestly try and always see coaching decisions, refing decisions, all that stuff from a kind of optimistic point of view, but I really had no idea why Rapino came on for Smith at the time that she did, where you knew that legs were going to be a factor. And there's really one thing I think we can definitively say about Rapino is that because she's 38, she doesn't have as much of that pace. She's lost some of that quickness. So you might want her on to swing and set pieces in the last 10 minutes if you think that's going to happen. But to have her on for 30 minutes and put her in a role where she was the one most often with the ball at her feet uh, trying to, you know, create something just doesn't make sense. Sonnet on instead of Cook and then moving uh, Sonnet to play like a double pivot and instead of putting Cook on to move Ertz up in the midfield doesn't make any sense to me. I think it all comes down to basically a, a, a misunderstanding, I think, of a lot of these players and what they can do. And I, at this point, that can't be fixed. But why has it taken... Or how has it gotten to this point where even still at the World Cup after three, four years, I don't know how long he's been in charge exactly, 
has he still not fully grasps grasped so much about our player pool. It's leaving me at a loss for words. Yeah, I mean, I just I really don't know. I don't know what goes through that man's head, and I'm decided I am going to stop trying. Either we will change some stuff for Sweden. I still think, like, our defense has looked, maybe not near, but our defense has looked pretty good outside of the one goal. We could still get something done. We're a talented team. It's just I don't see him making the changes we would need to have our attack be successful. But who knows? You know, push is going to come to shove, so we will see in that Sweden game. But I'm tired of complaining about the U.S. I complained about it in the Discord last night. I complained about it all morning. Let's talk about some other teams, if that's okay by y'all. Yep. Uh, If you guys want more uh, U.S. analysis, Scuffed uh, has their recap pot out with Greg and Bells. The uh, Colin show was last night. That'll be out as well. So plenty more where that came from. Uh, Quickly, the Netherlands. their left winger, Esme Bruce, I think is how you say her name, hit two absolutely amazing goals. Claire, did you see them? I saw some of them on the recap for, um, like, kind of the screen in the halftime for the U.S. game. I didn't watch this one, but the goals were cool. And Vietnam was kind of pulled a little bit less out of that super tight block that we saw them against the U.S., I couldn't tell if that was from just the Netherlands' ability to pass and break down or if they were just coming out of it a little bit more, being at the last game of the World Cup. But the Netherlands had some nice goals. Yeah, wrong time, Vietnam, to do that, which you could yeah. have uh, maybe done Where that were those worldy well. saves when we needed them? Exactly, exactly. No, they gave up seven. Uh, for a, a Vietnam side, I think actually performed well in the first two games. It all kind of crumbled in the third. The Netherlands go top of Group E on seven points. They get to a plus eight goal differential after getting seven of that goal differential in this game alone. So that's the domination that we were looking for earlier in the tournament. Uh, in Group D, China and England, a game that if China had somehow pulled an upset, they could have uh, seen themselves go in to the round of 16 in a shock manner, but the uh, the conventional wisdom uh, transpired. England wins 6-1, and it seems like they may have finally uh, pulled themselves together, Claire. Yeah, you know, England's a good example of you can figure it out. They lost, We thought they were a little cooked losing Walsh, and turns out they're not. I was so excited for Lauren James. Two goals, three assists iconic for her so crazy that she didn't start their first game she's gonna be a big part of their team moving forward and yeah as an american fan it kind of bugs me to see england come into form right as our wheels are falling off but good for them yeah this was the comprehensive win that they had been lacking uh for the third through the first two games almost uh you know drawing or maybe even going down to haiti just uh, if Haiti had gotten a bit more lucky variance-wise, they had a few good looks in that game. Uh, but it, it, uh, England won 1-0 in that Haiti game, and then won, uh, 1-0 in their uh, next game against Denmark. That was at Lauren James' goal uh, to put them over the top very early in that one. 
So again, England had struggled through their first two games, but it finally clicked in this game. And more great news that Walsh is not, it's not an ACL. She has stayed around in camp and could even be back uh, for the knockout. So again, even though we don't love England, we never want to see players go down in the manner that she did. Claire, such good news that she's all right. Oh, especially with all of these injuries, I was so happy to hear that another star player has not been lost to the ACL epidemic. But, you know, some part of you is going to go, eh, some teams get all the luck. Yeah. Hey, I, at the end of the day, when she was there, like, crying on the ground, I was quite scared. I thought yeah. that was it for her as well. But thankfully, she's all right. Um, shout out to her. Hopefully she continues her recovery. And in the other game, a game that Haiti still could have technically gone through. Maybe I forget if they were mathematically eliminated or not. I think they still had a chance with a win and other results going down, but ultimately they could not, uh, get a point in this world cup. It eluded them, even though they played three relatively close games and certainly I think outperformed what a lot of people's expectations were. Denmark ended up winning 2-0, a penalty by Harder in the 21st, and then a garbage-time goal in the 90-plus-10 uh, for Denmark. Sees Denmark advance on six points as the second seed in Group D. Haiti, like I said, only minus four goal difference, but without a point in this World Cup, Claire. What a heartbreaker for Haiti. Dumornay came out again. You kept thinking after the penalty, maybe they could get something done. And then a heartbreaker cementing the loss in extra time. Just Haiti's going to be, Haiti's such a young team too. They're going to be able to be a force in CONCACAF W. And hopefully we'll see them more going forward because this team is really exciting and it's been fun to see them. Yeah. Uh, just the way that, you know, we talk about this all the time, the way that Duvernay played against the United States and the W and the way that Haiti has come on so strongly as a uh, such a solid team, making the World Cup, performing relatively well, even though they didn't get the results. Shout out to them, because I think the future is bright for Haiti, even though they finished bottom of this group. Uh, this group finished the good old 9-6-3-0 with England first, Denmark second. China in third and Haiti in fourth. So England and Denmark advance as we might have thought coming into this tournament. And then previewing Group G at 3 a.m. on the east. I will not be waking up. I will not be doing that again. Uh, Argentina plays Sweden. Sweden has all but confirmed their spot as number one in this group and the round of 16 opponents against the United States. But that still could change. If Sweden lose to Argentina, they could end up slipping down to second. So go Argentina, Claire. What do you think they're going to be able to do in this one? I would love for Argentina to put some goals on Sweden and then our other game to have a disparate result as well. But I honestly think the Sweden team is in form and they're going to cook Argentina. That would be my prediction too, but here's hoping for that Sweden team that went down 1-0 to South Africa and needed a 90-minute winner uh, just to get three points in that first game, not the Sweden team that put five on Italy. Uh, we're, we're hoping for one version yeah. of Sweden uh, and not that other one. And like you said, that other game 
the other result would have to go as well. But this is actually uh, more interesting, in my opinion, because both of these teams, I think, this is as evenly matched a game as we've gotten with stakes like this. South Africa, even though they only have one point so far, has looked very strong in their first two games. They're on one point, and Italy is on three, just above them, which means a South Africa win would send them into the knockouts. A win or a tie for Italy would send them on. So all to play for in this game, Claire. And this is a very evenly matched game. This should be a fun one. Yeah, this should be a fun one. They're playing to advance, so that always adds an extra layer to it. I'm a little worried. I'm going to be heartbroken again. I threw my lot in with South Africa. I've been rooting for them, and I'm a little worried they're going to score early and then concede late because that's kind of been their MO this tournament. But here's to hoping they figure out those last 20, 30 minutes of defense and South Africa can do it and go through yeah, just two heartbreakers, absolute heartbreakers, where they, uh, in, in that first game, should have gotten a point, probably, they don't get any, and then 2-0 up on Argentina in the 70th minute, up until the 74th minute in that game, they get one instead of three, absolute horrific end-of-game management by South Africa has cost them needed points, because if they got those points that they ended up dropping, they would be in the driver's seat right now to advance, and yet they need a win now against Italy. Hopefully they're able to score and actually hold on for three points, because I agree, Claire, South Africa and Haiti were my two teams I was kind of pulling for. Uh, Haiti didn't quite happen for them. South Africa have a shot now. Um, Hopefully they're able to pull it off. And then in Group F, Panama and France, the game that matters a little less in this one. Panama has gotten cooked uh, by Brazil in their first game. And then Jamaica just pulled out the 1-0 win against Panama in that second round, albeit without Bunny Shaw. So do you think that this Panama team has the ability to sit back and bunker the way that they were able to kind of absorb against Jamaica? Or do you think, as I do, that this is going to be a Brazil-Panama kind of match? I think that it could depend i know france beat brazil but i trust that brazil like open attack a lot so it might not be the drumming that brazil was but i think france is going to walk away with this one pretty easily they're top of the group right now so i wouldn't be surprised to see some rotation from france too I know Renard was doubtful with a possible injury for the France-Brazil game. She obviously played in that and scored the winner. But you might see her. I would be not be shocked if we saw her rested for part or all of this one. Yeah, there's, a, there's not really a situation other than a France loss and potentially a France loss big. Would, that would be the only scenario to knock them out. I just don't see that happening whatsoever in this game i kind of have no hope so uh mm-hmm. france is all but guaranteed a spot in the next round like you said it will depend um on the other game where they fall because even a big win if brazil like there's there's goal difference at play here as well so we'll mm-hmm. see where france fall but for panama this is a bit of a pride game having already been eliminated so hopefully they're able to pull something out of the bag uh hopefully they're able to put together a you know 
defensively heroic performance and, and maybe uh, be able to make the impossible happen. And then in the other game, the game with all the stakes, the most exciting game of tomorrow, certainly, we have Jamaica. Jamaica, the second-place team in Group F on four points, and Brazil needing all three to advance. Who thought that this would be the situation coming into this game? Not me. I think Brazil might have what it takes to go through when that attack gets clicking i don't see jamaica being able to stop it to be honest but it should be fun i think this is a chance another chance for bunny shaw to score we saw with france that brazil's defense is beatable so this should be a really fun one to watch because both teams are going to be playing for something brazil needs a win Jamaica needs at least a draw. Should be a fun one. Should absolutely be a fun one. I am interested. Do you think because Brazil's defense looked at times like Swiss cheese against France, that Jamaica with Bunny Sean there could potentially grab a goal? And do you think that if they score one, that will be enough to at least preserve a tie? No, like I would never, ever bet against Brazil in the attack. France had that stalwart Renard defense. I don't know that Jamaica has that. I think that if Jamaica scores, it'll be all individual effort Bunny Shaw. And if it's Brazil, Brazil's going to be the coolest team goal you've ever seen. You know? So it'll be an interesting stylistic matchup. I kind of ride with Brazil, maybe like a 2-1. But... It'll be a, this will be the one to watch tonight if you're like trying to pick a game. Go Jamaica, go Jamaica. You got this. Um, definitely pulling for Jamaica. But yeah. like you said, Brazil, the, the country that plays the most beautiful soccer every time we get to see them on the world stage. They showed it against Panama in that goal, uh, the third goal they scored in that game. So, man, Hard I is really... the last dance. I don't want to see it end. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the other storyline of play, right? Like, Marta could go out tonight, and we didn't think, you know, Sinclair was going to go out in the group stage either, and yet that happened. So, yeah, storylines at play, upset potential tonight, but Brazil, if they're able to just put it together, should advance, as France will as well. So, we'll see what happens in Group F. We've got a little interesting scenario heading into this final day. Hopefully, we get some more drama tonight. Claire, thank you so much for joining me. Anything else you want to add? No, other than I'm going to be rooting for Brazil. So we'll get some results tomorrow. And I'm going to try and get some better sleep tonight. How about that? Uh, Me too. (laughs) Listeners, thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow we'll be back at the same time to recap the uh, those games that we just talked about and preview the final day of Group H. So thank you, Claire. Thank you all for listening. Until tomorrow, we'll see you. Are you